Welcome to the Confluence Investment Asset Allocation Weekly Podcast. I'm Phil Adler, and I'm joined by Bill O'Grady, Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist. The Asset Allocation Weekly Report, dated July 24th, 2020, looks at a recent contraction of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet and addresses the question, will this be bearish for the economy and the markets? Bill, we know the Fed's balance sheet has grown considerably in in recent months in response to the economic challenges created by the pandemic. Review for us what actions the Fed has undertaken to grow the balance sheet. The balance sheet actually started its growth last September when the financial markets faced a shortage of funds in the repo market. The Fed had been engaging in a rather aggressive treasury purchase to support that market well before the pandemic. In March, as the pandemic spread, we started seeing signs of financial stress. Perhaps the clearest evidence was when Treasury yields started to rise and gold prices fell. That was a sign that leveraged investors were selling what they could, not what they should. Fed officials acted with aggressive policy actions. They offered support lines for commercial paper and money markets. For the first time, they offered to buy corporate bonds in size and even bonds below investment grade. They opened up a facility to purchase muni bonds, created a vehicle to buy small business loans, and offered forex swap lines. Although there has been great concern about the U.S. giving up its superpower role, the Fed has acted as the world's central bank. And as a result, Bill, how dramatic has the growth in the Fed's balance sheet actually been? Is it so dramatic that we are in uncharted waters? In World War II, the Fed set interest rates on treasuries and agreed to buy all the treasuries necessary to maintain those interest rates. In World War II, the Fed set interest rates on treasuries and agreed to buy all the treasuries necessary to maintain those rates. The balance sheet jumped to nearly 23% of GDP. In the wake of the great financial crisis, the Fed exceeded its World War II support, reaching nearly 26% in 2014. We are currently on a path to nearly 39% of GDP this year. So yes, we are in a world where we have not seen this before. It is not just the size of the balance sheet, but the breadth of support that matters as well. As the number of financial markets directly affected by Fed action increases, these markets no longer send interest rate and price signals. And so it is becoming difficult to know where the problems lie. Bill, your position is that the Fed's actions have been a great success, but now there are signs that the balance sheet has contracted. What are those signs? Well, simply put, we have seen over the past couple of weeks a decline in the balance sheet. It's a minor drop, but it's unmistakable. Should we fear an economic pullback now that the balance sheet is contracting or has contracted? No. So the contraction is not a sign that the Fed is withdrawing stimulus? It's not. In fact, the recent contraction may be viewed as a positive for the economy and the markets, evidence that the Fed's actions to prop up the economy are in fact working. Precisely, with a caveat. Because of what we call announcement effects, the fact that the Fed has put in all these backstops, market participants are acting as if they don't need them, and thus the demand for the Fed to buy corporates or munis or money markets is less. But this isn't designed to directly prop up the economy. It's designed to reduce financial stress. Are there indications from the Fed on whether it is prepared to add more stimulus? 
Leo Brainerd, a Fed governor, suggested recently that the Fed should think about moving from protecting the financial system to policy accommodation. In other words, what has occurred up to now has been support. What she wants to do is do even more to boost growth. What form might that added stimulus take? We could see direct yield curve control to ensure that rates won't rise. That policy is probable. There are other possibilities that are unlikely unless the economy worsens. Jeremy Corbyn, the former head of the British Labour Party, proposed QE for people, direct payments from the central bank to households. Another possibility would be the Fed buying debt with the express purpose of extinguishing it. Would these actions, if they occur, be an additional positive influence on stocks, adding strength to the stock market's rebound? As long as inflation remains low and inflation expectations are controlled, any monetary stimulus tends to be bullish for equities. It is only when inflation fears rise that we see monetary stimulation adversely affect equities. Thank you, Bill. You can find a link to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report on the front page of confluenceinvestment.com. Also on that page, you can find a link to a PowerPoint presentation discussing charts which support the Confluence Outlook. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.